Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. All right, let's talk LRT. Do we need any more convincing? Uh, Keenan Loomis is with us, president and CEO of the Hamble, uh, Hamilton Chamber of Commerce. He's in studio with us now. Thanks for coming in, Keenan. Appreciate that. Thanks, Scott. So uh, another study uh, from McMaster uh, telling us the virtues of LRT. Any surprises here for you? What does this do? Uh, well, first of all, I mean, you know, no hospital for women and kids. I, I'm afraid that whatever I say here is going to convince people. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, start with that. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So, and the excuse of every other big city has one is not going to cut it, Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. No. I, I, so, the L, the chamber had struck an LRT task force about seven years ago. So, under my predecessor's predecessor, John Dolbeck. Um, to evaluate the the business case behind LRT because there was a lot of chatter at the time uh, within the municipality and, and the province was of course um, you know uh, inviting us to to bid uh, if you will on uh, on this type of investment and so the chamber determined it was it was really important this is obviously going to be a big issue and, and we want to take a stand on it one way or another uh, and so we need to we need to investigate it we need all the evidence um, possible on this and so uh, obviously the the city has provided a lot Metrolinx has provided a lot and and uh, I, and I will say you know our experiences and in, as individuals in, in visiting other cities and and uh, you know and using their transit or not using transit um, but uh, but really the, the experiences of other cities really does inform, you know, this this whole process. Um, but in particular, the the work done by the McMaster Institute of Transportation and Logistics has been really important to uh, the investigation process for the task force. And it's not just because uh, MITL is in McMaster, although obviously that helps, um, but they are actually world-renowned uh, researchers on transportation and, and transit. Um, and so it, you know, they are they are uh, simply the the best resources in the entire world to go to. So we're we're so lucky to have them in our back yard and you know they they have uh, uh, they did one of the seminal studies on LRT the North American light rail experience uh, a few years ago um, that that helped put the uh, the Hamilton LRT proposal into context uh, uh, again um, looking at other cities across North America because I do think it is important to, mm-hmm. to do that and that's where we derive a lot of the a lot of the assumptions we're making um, that this investment uh, will ultimately be a good one for for this uh, for this city so they just released a, another report, uh, a little bit more of a deeper dive into uh, the business case behind LRT, and it's about benchmarking, planning, and promoting transit-oriented development in uh, transit station areas. So a particularly uh, good time uh, to bring this out in Hamilton. And, and in fact, uh, so it has an entire greater golden horseshoe perspective. It, it looks at 400 uh, uh, station nodes um, mm. throughout Ontario because we know that the province has has uh, um, been looking at rolling out uh, mass transit throughout the entire region. Um, and uh, it, it does uh, focus as well in, in Chapter 4, the final chapter, on um, the Hamilton LRT proposal. Do you think one of the reasons this is so divisive in this city is because there's two different objectives here. Is it about moving people most effectively? Is it about economic development? And obviously the answer is going to be both. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but do you think that's why one of the reasons it's, it, it's become so divisive? Uh, perhaps those in other areas don't understand 
or, or, or not so much don't understand, but what's it going to do for me? What's it going to do for me if, uh, if we build an east-west line down on the mountain or down in town and I live on the mountain? Well, that's obviously a part of it. There's a lot of nuance to this. There's, it's a big investment. I mean, that's, you know, that's the other thing. And, and it's, going to be, um, it's going to be a big instigator for change. And, and change is always hard for people. Um, the, the process uh, between now and, and the, the first, uh, the maiden voyage of, of Hamilton LRT uh, is also going to be difficult. Um, and we're going to need to actively manage that to, to mitigate the impact to the business community and, and the community at large. So I think that, you know, I mean, a, a lot of people are talking about the worst case scenarios and, and that, uh, that sort of um, negativity, if you will, uh, does attract a, a, a large followership and, and does uh, instigate a lot of angst among among the the populace, and I understand that, and I understand what council is going through at this point in time is is really doing their due diligence to make sure that we are making the right decision. Uh, but what again? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Keenan. And uh, but again, if you look at what people say in the mountain, and we hear from them all the time, that what about bus rapid transit? I mean, would that not be a more a more economical way to move people? I think they view it as as moving people and is it the most effective way to do that as opposed to yeah there's that plus there's economic uplift uh, to, you know to the development as well yeah well so what the report shows the the MITL report shows actually is that you know there are certain um, uh, node uh, node being a, a, a corridor so node being a um, uh, James and and in uh, King mm-hmm, Street for mm-hmm. example one of the stations Intersections, uh, yeah. stops is a node um, um, and, and Upper James and, and Mohawk is, is another one. Um, and, and what they've found is that there are certain typologies. So there's, there's uh, a more of a suburban type of, of node in, yeah. in area, uh, which is appropriate more for BRT and, and for uh, ultimately getting to the intensification you need uh, to, to make a, an LRT work. But that there are, uh, there are urban commercial nodes as well that have the, the, the re- requisite density uh, to support an LRT system. And, and, and so when you look at the, the Viva system, uh, in uh, in n- north of uh, of Toronto, um, that's particularly appropriate for that particular area because it's far an example. more suburban. Give an give an example and and, and 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 spell it out for people what that system would have, how it would operate. Well, so the the stations are a little further apart. Um, there isn't uh, as much of a uh, a cost associated with buses um, as as with trains. So the the fixed assets, the the you know the the rails that that go in, um, you know, because of the the the, the distance between the stops, it, it does drive up the cost a lot. But because of the density within our downtown, and we we know the difference between our downtown um, and uh, let's say Young and Shepherd. Uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, north of Toronto too well, mm-hmm. but um, it, there, there's a totally different feel and totally yeah. different mix. So, yeah. so what it is, it's about transit-oriented development is about a mix of of residential and and employment lands, and where there isn't uh, uh, both. Uh, you're going to, it's going to be a more difficult uh, business case for LRT. Um, and that's where BRT is more appropriate. So whereas, where there's a residential, um, residential area where you're determined to put rapid transit in, um, 
you know, it, what you have to do is then focus on, okay, if, if, if we have a certain density of, 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 um, of people living around this corridor, we also have to have a certain density of people working uh, in this particular node. And if we, we don't have uh, commercial uh, mixed-use development, then that's, that's one of the things that we have to really focus on. So what, it, what, it, what this sort of study uh, really underscores is the interplay between transit and planning. Um, and what we know and, and what the, the um, what the report shows is that you know the corridor the beeline corridor, especially in the downtown is has the right mix of, of commercial and uh, and residential uh, density to support an LRT and in fact what it shows is of the 400 um, nodes that were analyzed by uh, by MITL, um, the only one that can that even comes close to matching the density uh, of downtown Toronto is downtown Hamilton. The Gore Park uh, node is uh, exactly is is the only uh, other urban commercial corridor in the entire GTHA. Uh, you talk about uh, the study and and, and and the final plan in a perfect world with the little nodes here and there and up on the mountain and down here. Uh, but right now, all people are seeing is a big swack of dough spent down here. How imperative is it that the people on the mountain in east and west, beyond these lines, uh, have really, really, really exceptional bus service in order to get the maximum out of this LRT? I think it's absolutely important. I think that that needs to be a part of the, the whole plan. And um, should we be focusing more or as much on that as, as we are on the downtown line? Because at the end of the day, I have a feeling that people think the only people that are going to be using the downtown line are the people that live along the downtown yeah. line. Whereas if we get everything else incorporating to it, with it, uh, then everyone can enjoy uh, the downtown line if they have business in the area. Certainly. If, if people need to see that to, to support this plan, then yes, it's important that we show that and it's important that we focus on that. Um, at the same time as, as we, you know, implement LRT um, as well. So, um, but I, I would say the other thing, you know, people need to understand that we have targets. There, there is going to be uh, greater growth in, in Hamilton. Yeah. It's just bound to happen. The, yeah. the migration patterns in, in the GTHA uh, point to us being a, a city of 750,000 uh, within 25 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I say this to everybody, Scott, it's not, it might not happen in your lifetime or my lifetime, but Hamilton will be a million person Absolutely. city. Well, you can already point. see the wave come around the lake. Absolutely. And then it's coming from the other end as well. Absolutely. And so in in what we and we cannot continue to sprawl outwards. Yeah. It's it's just not possible. And so the the entire thing that's that's underlying this entire program, the 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 big move um, initiative is that we have to drive higher densities within the current what yeah, is largely the current uh, urban form. So that means that we need to put thousands, hundreds of thousands of more people uh, that are are expected to come to Hamilton within pretty much the current footprint of yep. the the urban boundaries. Where are we going to do that? Well, obviously, I, I look at the, the the best opportunity is in the downtown core. We have uh, a significant number of surface parking lots in downtown. Um, we have uh, there's a, a significant opportunity to have greater de density all along the entire uh, uh, line of the B line. Uh, obviously, we have great plans at the waterfront. The 
only way really to make those waterfront plans work is to drive transit down there because uh, you know the the north end neighborhood is is concerned about traffic and and rightly so not a lot of parking so the the only way to allow us to achieve the density that we need to achieve is through transit oriented uh, development and that's exactly what uh, this is all about is this a division between the city and the mountain it it is because people have made it that um, yeah, but uh, again, I, I think that, and, and, you know, and there really, always has been, I guess. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's it, there's one and then there's the other. There's, there's the people that live in the city, there's the people that live in the mountain. And again, I, I think one of uh, the communication, and not to, to blame anybody on this, but I think one of the communication faults when this whole thing started was that it seemed to just center and cater to a certain amount of people. And you know, whatever the plans are to join these systems between the mountain and the lower city, whether it's some sort of a rail line or a tunnel or just lots of buses, you know, I'm not sure. But I think that has to be a, a major part of the plan. So when you're blowing all this dough down in the lower city that the people up top think, okay, this is all making sense. This is going to connect us all. And I think all they're seeing is that one plan down there. They're not saying they're not seeing the step that takes it to the upper mountain. Well, so, I mean, this is the first step in a much larger um, plan. I mean, we're, we talk about the BLAST network. The, the B line is the B in BLAST. The A line, there's a couple other lines uh, as well that will, will ultimately help link uh, uh, many of our, our population centers. Um, but this is the very first step mm-hmm. uh, of a longer-term plan that will allow us to achieve those density um, targets, will allow us to, to be that 750,000-person city, will allow us to be that million-person city. This is the first step, and it's, and it's the first step because, again, that, this corridor is already ripe for right. that type yeah, of development. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and then this will be the backbone for the entire uh, other um, uh, aspects of the plan. So, you know, the, the problem is, I guess, that... The downtown gets to go first, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that uh, has uh, ha- has uh, created some. Well, of it, the was first, it was there first. It was there first, I guess. <laughs> and, and again, it's the it's the exact right type of typology, um, the mix of, of residential and commercial that allows this plan to be a very feasible plan from from almost day one. Uh, do you feel? Uh, I, I know what your feeling is on LRT, of course. Um, over what's happened or what's with, with what's been happening over the last couple of weeks with the premier and council and whatever um are you worried it's going to slip up through our fingers well i guess i was always concerned about that because um somebody told me uh, a couple months ago that in reality 50 percent of all projects that end up actually receiving funding commitments still never make it to fruition yeah so it always was kind of a in a 50 50 proposition uh even when the the uh, premier announced the funding obviously the longer go we go the the more um the more we we implement i think the the better uh chances we're going to have um, and I think I, I'm not ultimately worried. I, I trust the process. I trust that um, the good people around uh, the council table are ultimately going to make the right decision because this is the right decision. And, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of angst within the community. But if you look at the leadership of, of the community, if you look at the biggest employers in the community, if you look at the anchor institutions in the community, um, all of those groups are almost universally in support of this project because it is absolutely the right thing to be doing at this time. 
we, we were talking about uh, the crossroads that we're at, and again, well, not necessarily crossroads, but it's the, dis- the ongoing discussion that never ends, which is healthy. I mean, we have to flush this out as we're moving forward in order to do it right. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with this process. Uh, but but the, the divisiveness, is it about uh, lack of communication, lack of understanding of the project, or is it lack of leadership? In other words, someone who you have confidence saying, no, trust me, this is the right, the right way to go. I think it's a little bit of both. I don't want to point fingers at any particular person um, or persons. Um, I, you know, I, I, but I if think, you do, now's the time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> On the air uh, to uh, tens of thousands of listeners. Uh, yeah, this is the exact perfect time to do that. No, uh, no. Again, I, I trust the process, and I trust ultimately we're going to make the right decision. I, I. I fully expect and I understand why um, some people might think that they have to make a, a different decision. But I do think it's important as leaders uh, to rise up and to say, look, you need to trust us on this. You know, this is ultimately the right thing to do. The business case is solid. The leadership community is behind this. And, you know, I, I'd say I, I'll go to any uh gathering of citizens in any corner of the city uh, with any councillor and explain why this is the right thing to do and why the councillor is making the right decision in, in supporting uh, this. And I think that, you know, we, we just, we, I think we do have to have a little courage. Um, and I think we have to have a lot of faith and a lot, a lot of faith that we're doing the right thing um, and that we're following the right process. And that ultimately, in the end, this is going to be um, the type of project that everybody will say they were for all along. Um, and that, you know, mm-hmm. once we get past 2024 and we're riding the LRT and we're seeing the, the new uh, shops opening up and the new developments downtown, uh, we will be able to say that, that we, we did the right thing. And I know that they're, they're, they know that they're doing the right thing in KW right now. Um, my concern is the opportunity cost and not doing this at all. Um, not only the damage to our reputation, the damage to our relationship with the province, um, but as well, the de- it would be demoralizing uh, to so many of us within Hamilton that are trying really hard to bring ambition back to the ambitious city. And I would say that, you know, I, I, certainly I've thought about this. If, if it doesn't ultimately happen... I have to question why I even bothered doing this. And mm. I know that I've had a number of similar conversations with another number the of sad people. Part is, the sad part is, Keenan, is people could have said this about the stadium debate. They could have said it about the Red Hill debate. And and somehow we have to break the cycle. Somehow we have to get, we have to, we have to pull off one of these great projects and do it absolutely right, right off the bat. And uh, I think we're capable of that. But I also think just as the city's turning the corner and we've seen the progress, I think... Uh, we have to turn those attitudes around the corner and have confidence in what people are seeing and, and, and believe in the leadership, believe that at the 11th hour it won't get screwed up. Right. How, do we, how do we accomplish that? Well, we're we're following the right steps. I, I is it a case the, of just watches just watches this time? It it it, it is a, a little bit of a case of that. It's it's a case of doing the right thing as you implement it, and and making sure that you're following all the best practices and 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 learning from there. There have been mistakes. LRTs built in in other cities and a handful of cities, Buffalo being one. We know of the problems in Edmonton as well. Um, those are great examples of what not to do. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. So we we internalize that. Let me ask you a question really yeah. quick. So what did Edmonton what did Buffalo do wrong? Uh, Buffalo, uh, they, they, their, uh, their stations were more suburban. Um, they were spread further apart, um, and they weren't really integrated into the urban fabric 
of of the community. Um, as well, they built LRT at a time when people were fleeing the city. Mm. Uh, so you know it, it was it was bad timing there. Uh, Edmonton, they uh, built elevated uh, trains essentially um, in in some quarters. I don't I don't know if this is the case with all of their uh, with all of their lines, um, but uh, had a lot of crossings and uh, that uh, have led to a lot of uh, uh, traffic um, impacts uh, within the city. What about Calgary's? I don't know Calgary's system. I've lived there for three years. I lived there for three years a long time ago during the late 80s, and uh, it was very fast, very quick. The reason, the difference is, though, newer city, and it was sort of built at the same time as opposed to trying to put a modern transit in an old city. I think most other LRT lines have been very successful for those cities. We're out of time. If uh, I'll give you uh, 30 seconds or a minute or so, how do you want to leave this? What, what, what do you want to say to people? Well, I, I just want to say that, um, you know, there are a lot of people have taken a lot of time in investigating um, this, this whole uh, this whole initiative. I, we don't do this lightly. I mean, this is not something that... Um, you know, I, I I am concerned about the impact to the businesses along the way, and I am concerned that we're. I have been concerned from the very beginning that we're we're ultimately doing the right thing, and I I think that again, you if you do look at other cities and you see that this there's always a pattern, right? This is a, this is very similar to all the other cities that you know have done this. There there's a, a huge group of people of citizens that are just resistant to change and and, and feel that that it's going to negatively impact them, and that it's going to be a boondoggle, and in the end. And time and time again, they have been proven wrong. And again, I, I have the faith if we, we if we do the right thing, if we if we implement this in the right way, that uh, we will be one of those uh, those great case studies on LRT. And uh, I know that uh, it will be a huge catalyst for the city, and it will allow us to achieve those goals. And, and ultimately, the business community wants a 750,000-person market. They want a million-person hmm. market. And uh, we're, we're going to be rewarded in the end. If, if everybody is, you know, a lot of people are sharing the worst-case scenario, I would like to share the best-case scenario. And, and in fact, I have great faith that it's ultimately going to be better than, than we ever expected. Keenan Loomis has been with us, President and CEO of the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce and UMAC Study out uh, saying that LRT will activate the downtown economic development. Keenan, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, Scott.